It is Wednesday, the 4th of March, 2020. This is episode 370 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode. I am Chris and Ian is here. Hello, Ian. Evening, Christopher. You right? I am fine. Got a little little sniffle, but I'm fine. Sniffle? Little worried worried little sniffle at this time? Nope. No masks? Gonna self isolate. Uh, no you always only... you already do that. <laughs> it, it, pretty much. But it is, it is like you know, <laughs> and this is this is this, this is really sick. But 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 see, for an introvert, coronavirus must be like the best disease you can get. Hey, I work f- I work from home. In fact, it's not really because I don't get the two weeks of you know away from work because I work from home and I pretty much self isolate every two weeks anyway. Yeah, but it's, but it's, it just depends how much we've been talking about it at work. It's like you might get it and have really mild symptoms, and it's just a, it's just a, a pain in the backside, and you need to self isolate. You might actually be really unwell and can't work, you know. Yeah. So people are getting super excited about, oh, we need to enable home workers. We need to do, it. and it's like, well, yeah. But hey, UK listeners, one 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 is your action line. Make sure you wash your hands. Um, I would point out in Scotland, the advice is phone your GP first, and it would say GPR's phone one one one. There you go. And the internet never contracted any coronavirus, so you happily listen to us on this podcast whilst in the isolation of your own house. Uh, Google has launched, or rather, it's sent out an Android 11 developer preview. Android 11, I hear you say. Why are you not using code names anymore? Well, they chose to use numbers from now on. They said the code names are a little bit confusing for users. Um, so, yep, Android 11. And they've kind of, they've, they normally send out a preview early, but they're kind of even earlier than, than they normally are this time. Um, yeah. And um, some nice... Um, security type, you know, features. So I think they're focusing on privacy and security, just because Android gets a lot of dings, and so they're doing they're doing some of the similar things that Apple have done, um, which has certainly made a difference to me in my background monitoring. So Apple's aggressive now. Around, do you really, you know, do you did you realise Google Maps has been using your location fifty seven mm. times in the last week, and you're like, yeah. oh, I did not Apple, did I? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and in the last update, uh, Google offered those sort of similar. Things. So when you load in an application, it did say, you've given this application, uh, you know, location awareness. Do you want that only when the application is running or when it's also in the background? And same, it sounds like most users were, or half users were clicking, ah, no, I only want you to use that when I'm actually in the application. Um, and so the, I think this latest update is more just expanding around that idea of uh, allowing developers to integrate that more into their applications, allowing users that more more personal choice. Uh, it's interesting that you said some nice changes, and I guess from a privacy perspective, that you know, fine. But ultimately, from a user's perspective, this doesn't sound like the most exciting release in the world, does it? Uh, no, but, but we've covered this before. The iOS and Android are really an incremental you know small no longer is it that big thing you know it's not that you know whole ton of features or whatever it's no. just refining they're talking about polish and quality they're talking about you know cup compatibility and all those kind of things so yeah and see for apple see, much and, yeah see for apple this year the, the better focus on quality because ios has been a really rough you know ios 13 has not been great and Cat- mm-hmm. catalina i think it's been a, one of the worst releases for a long time 
It certainly had uh, more people howling a bit, didn't it? So uh, yeah, just just some just some obvious bugs that I get every three four days. Um, mm. So so yeah. There you go. So that's Android 11. So that's going to be, it's basically for users and for you and, you know, whoever's on an Android device, it's going to be later. It's in November-ish time, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Something similar on those lines. And honestly, for most users, they probably won't get it even beyond that. So uh, you'll, we'll see. I, yeah, I mean, and I know we all, so we, we tend to ding that, but I mean, I mean the, the latest Samsung, so it's like the Ultra 20, it's like a 1,500-quid phone. And they're guaranteeing two years of updates, mm. which is which is. I think really that's most. I think that's the most lifetime of products nowadays, though, isn't it? So no, why guarantee I'm on to my third. <laughs> so I'm, I'm. I am now. I am now a different person. I'm on my third year of this iPhone, mm. which, 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 which. You know, four years ago, it's like every year, and this one. To be fair, that shows how little they're moving on now. You know. But yeah, and hardware-wise, you know, you know, Shaq, Shaq picked up the latest one, so I can easily compare and. Yes, there's things that are faster, but it ain't, it ain't that different. No. It's probably like one of those speed jumps where you only really notice if you go backwards, you don't notice so much when you're going forwards. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Google sent out a new terms and conditions for UK users uh, and included in it was basically, or the reason they did it was because the data controller is moving from being... Uh, well, I think it was in Ireland before, wasn't it? Part of the European Union. And now the data controller is moving back to the US. So effectively, Google are saying it's all to do with Brexit and the fact that um, Prime Minister Boris Johnson has said that we're going to divert away from European uh, regulations or even around things like uh, data privacy. And therefore, they are separating the UK, but the UK is not big enough alone to have its own data centre in just for the UK. So... Our data is now being shunted back over to America. Um, Google do say that it won't change the way the data is uh, regulated, won't change its usage, won't change GDPR regulations, things like that. Um, but nevertheless, it is being done. And, and people have questioned it's about trust now. Um, and, you know, given that it is now within the control of the US and how what is, where does that really leave all that data and, and where, do, you know, should we just really be not concerned that they're just wholesale moving everything back into the US, where the regulations are a lot looser? Uh, yeah, and, and, and Google, Google, in a number of places, got real dings when this came out. But I, I honestly don't know what else they can do because the government in the UK have basically said we are going to be different to Europe. So, so Google know that their change is coming, and um, they don't believe that the UK will have something stood up in time. So they've taken what they think is a pragmatic option. It says right. Host out, host out America, host the terms out of there. Yep, doesn't doesn't preclude them from changing again in the future. But no, no, it's sure, sure, but uh, yeah, um, I guess it just makes it complicated, and it just it goes to prove that you know there's not enough numbers for to justify even you know in the UK, which is a big market for them, um, you know, to actually just have a data center purely on on those grounds. Yeah, the the, the, the Reuters was interesting. They're they're saying there's a cloud act agreement that comes into play this summer between UK and US, and there's a there's a threat to the safety of UK Google users data once it's moved out of EU jurisdiction. Um, so that that you know somebody in the US can you know so a court in the US can request your data, and the cloud act seemingly will allow that to take place. Whereas if it was residing in Europe, that was not allowing it to take place. Mm. And I wonder whether it has changes for companies who have signed up to sort of the Google services. And mm. obviously there's a lot of regulations uh, with us being in the European Union around 
data and where it's kept. But now, given that a lot of companies are moving their headquarters outside of the UK, I wonder whether that starts making complications for you know even branches that are using Google services within the UK um, and where their data is stored. For some for some companies, that's highly important. Uh, absolutely, and um, you know, key consideration that we go through. There's a, there's going to be a number of companies where it has to be, you know, has to be UK, has to be in these shores. Yeah. Um, so so things like the Cloud Act, are, you know, really do have a big impact. And I think I think it's just a sign of things to come. Where you know, once Brexit starts to you know land properly, we'll only then truly see impact in small businesses. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of services that mean you just take for granted as home users, but a small business. Might might be like oh yeah I mean I read a post the other day it was a it was a small two person startup and they're all using already using I think it was twenty six or twenty eight different services mm. yep. to do their business and if you then have to start worrying about where does this data reside am I using customer data on it etc yep. etc it becomes a big overhead. Watch this space. I don't think it's it's the first of many moves I think in the similar vein. Yeah. Um, TikTok has introduced parental controls. Um, so TikTok is just a big thing right now. It seems to be like the biggest accelerating thing. Um, but it hasn't really had any, or it has had um, protection features before, but it's up to each individual account owner to set those preferences. Things like removing uh, unsavory content, um, limiting screen time, stuff like that. The kind of thing that n- no self-respecting kids are going to actually inst- you know, put in- restrictions on themselves. Um, so now they've introduced a method whereby as long as uh, a parent, a guardian sets up an account themselves, they can then control the child's account. Now, I don't know how, what's to stop that kid making another account or something like, you know, all those kind of things that, that you know, I don't know how it all works. And it does seem a little bit complicated as a process. But yes, that does mean then that the parent can defi- define some of these settings uh and uh, yeah and it, it won't be possible for the kid to change those settings unless they break into their mum and dad's phone change the settings and then you know which is <laughs> totally what looks what's going to happen uh, yeah i, I had, to, had to do something they, they were dinged last year for for not doing any like, age verification check yeah. you, know, you could basically set up an account and then you were good to go um and i think it was it was a u.s u.s well, i don't want to say courts but i think the u.s you know, powers that be were saying, hold on, you, you really need to be, you know, doing an age check. But the age yeah. check is basically, are you over 13, yes or no? Yeah, Still not a check. It's just a... That's because there's no way to check. Exactly. And it, I mean, it, and it doesn't apply to... And it's one of the many differences we're seeing now between, a, you know, TikTok's a Chinese-owned forum, and you can see it with some of the, the Republican senators in America. They're yeah, like, we yeah. should be really concerned about their harvesting the data. But we're not worried about Facebook. We're not worried about Instagram and you know WhatsApp, which are all Facebook. We're not worried about Google because that's good old America. Yeah. So I think they had to do something. It's all about weak sauce. Yeah. Um. And it's not going to stop people using the service. Uh, yeah. Uh, whether it'll work or not, again, it's not really within the realms of my purview. But I'm sure we'll hear stories of how it does and does not work in well, the coming weeks. Yeah, what I'm amazed at is that. Um. Daily now, I will see TikTok videos on Twitter and Reddit. They're all over the like, they're all over the internet. They're all over TV advertising as well now. Yeah, it's just it's everywhere. Become, they're really pushing it. Yeah, it's become a thing. Mm, really, I mean, and the fact that we even noticed it's a thing shows it's a thing, right? Yeah, you know, 
uh, it would have been a thing a lot for <laughs> longer before we knew about it. Exactly. Well, kids were all over it for for you know a couple of years. You know, so it's they'll move on now because it's too popular. <laughs> <laughs> they'll go find the next thing. Uh, Twitter has decided it's going to do its own version of stories. They're called fleets, um, and basically they they are stories you can post up against your own uh, timeline, and they will disappear within twenty four hours. So you can sort of tweet to the wind and, and have it disappear rather than being just publicly accessible forever. Um, yeah, uh, it sounds a bit clunky the way they've done it, but effectively if you're using the Twitter app, you're going to have circles at the top of your feed and those f- circles are going to be from who you follow and their fleets as it goes. And apparently you can upload video, you can upload GIFs, but it's sort of a more simplified editing interface. You don't have any other sort of fancy stuff that that instagram and all those other people added um i i think it i don't know about you but i think Instagram's about the only place i use stories i know it's available in facebook and things like that but i've never ever clicked into a facebook story or anything no i clicked on it once and it was a total waste of time and I mean, facebook was just cloning instagram at that point yeah. um instagram it, it, it works and even instagram but again it's just been and it's Instagram, it really irritates me. I love some of the photos that I follow on it and some of the, you know, I've got two accounts. I've got the kind of photographer side and then just the kind of, mm-hmm. you know, normal. But it's the amount of adverts. It's just, you know, just too much. Um, yeah, it is a lot. Yeah. You know, sometimes it feels like every every second story is, is an advert. And some of the adverts are like, you can't just click on next. There's like three or four bits to that. And you're like, this is this is now irritating. You can do a full swipe rather than a click. Uh, yeah, but it, but it's still, I don't know. I just just I just find it very annoying. And and I'd lo- and I'd love them to say, I, I would I would quite happily pay. So I put why I pay for Flickr and no ads. Mm. I'd pay the money. Um, I just get annoyed by. I, and and the annoying thing is, depending on who you follow, it, and most of the photographers are not this case. But the amount of people that are like you know hashtag ad and all that kind of stuff, it's like. Yes. You, know, you know, it's like if you follow a foodie type person, half their content so is ads as well. Literally everything is ads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no, yeah. I'm not saying it's not original, but it's just, anyway, that's yeah. that's going away from this. So Fleets sounds, sounds fine. I, like you say, I read through it and I was like, ugh. Especially Interesting, in tw- they've chosen to do a different direction of gestures or different style which, of gestures which, to actually get, which, which seems why? nutty. Why would you do yeah, that? Because it's nutty. become accepted... Some of the gestures become accepted as a... Tapping and swiping. Tap yeah. to move to the next bit of the same story. Swipe to get to the next next person. It's, it's, it's almost yeah. deliberately different. And mm. I, I, the other thing is, and it's covered in the article as well, it's like I follow hundreds of people on in, in, in Twitter and it's like mm. that volume. I have the same problem in, on the Instagram. My kind of personal account is only following like 50 folk. And the photography one's like following a thousand yeah, so, so then what the stories does it show you? So you know, you're, you're never going to see all those. Sto- I guess some people might swipe through all the stories. I'm not. You know, I'll watch, yeah. I'll watch the first like eight or ten and be like, right, I'm done. You know, I've caught up in a few things and that's it. I think there is an, there's an algorithm, isn't there, that goes on, which is pretty and, much, it shows you the ones that they know you typically look at. Yeah, and that's what they're going to do. So they're going to they're going to algo it and, and say, you you like Chris, here's his, here's his crap. Um, you don't like Bernie Lake, so we're not going to show you stuff. <laughs> I, I'd be interested to see how it fits in with Twitter, though. I mean, it, it, it seems an awkward fit, just in general, as you know. And also, I mean, it's like so I use Twitbot. I very occasionally click into Twitter app, um, and are very different experiences. Very different. 
Yeah. You know, like the way the, the official one surfaces ads, it mm. surfaces like your likes. And it's like, I don't want to see your likes. <laughs> there's just certain, it's just, just content that appears sometimes like that's. Yeah. That's I didn't I, ask for that to be in my stream. Yet. Yeah. And, and maybe I'm just old fashioned. Maybe I'm just old. You're so last month. <laughs> Facebook had to cancel F8 um, developer conference. Um, that was all to do with the coronavirus. It's not actually scheduled. Well, it wasn't scheduled until I think it's May. Um, but May, they, May but they felt that you know the the signs are all in the direction of going to get all these mass events are going to get cancelled, and it's a real worry for so many different events. I mean, I know there's other events that have been cancelled. So Geneva Motor Show has been cancelled. Uh, GDC's postponed, um, Google I.O.'s been cancelled, and then there's all the sporting events. We're talking about the Formula One, the MotoGP's already been cancelled, and and yeah. just and the, and the, these things are like say are spreading into the whole the first half of this year. So even things like London Marathon, we've already seen Tokyo Marathon get get effectively cancelled, other than elite runners. And I just you know having having read it last year, I just cannot comprehend what the feeling is if you've put all that effort in and suddenly it's not going to go ahead. Yeah. And and you no, know, they're talking about you know Olympics. You know, yeah, we, we, yeah, all we have all we have to do is have it this year. So it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean we have it in July. But um, think of all the planning and all the holidays, all the t- accommodation, and, everything. It's just and, mad. And, and that's the challenge. It's the it's the it's the athletes that have timed their program around yeah, peaking yeah, that, for that two week period. In that, Olympic season, you peak once, and that's it. That on the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even when you're seeing so Bond movies been put back from April to November, um, but yeah. we're going to there's clearly there's clearly this is going to have an impact on on everybody, um, and it's just going to be a scale of how big that impact is. So, but and we'll only probably know you know by May June time. All signs are that it's going to be massive. Uh, we're already seeing in parts of Europe, you know, in Italy they've shut all their schools and colleges down. Um, and it, you know we're only lagging a few days behind that. It feels a long way off at the moment, but you know. So I think yeah, it, we've got to probably dig in for the the long haul on this and and probably a lot of this year is going to be real disruption really disrupted Uh, yeah and and some of the disruption in some ways it feels major but it's not really so people are already talking about you know wow google io is cancelled and but but so so if we cover this off so facebook's you know it's cancelled f8 but it's gone digital Um, and google google have taken one of the cloud conferences that was in may and they've went fully digital so instead of paying two grand to attend in person they're saying it's free for everybody yep and so it's an interesting spin on the. Uh, it's been of, great for the environment. Uh, yeah, but a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of these tech companies can. Yeah, they can do that. this. Yeah, um, and maybe this is a, maybe this is the instigator to do that. Yep. I mean, there is something to be said for getting in a room and talking together, but equally, could have wider benefits by not doing it. Um, yep. And, yeah, and and some of the people, you know, so some people are saying like, oh wow, Apple might have to delay, you know, an iPad announcement, or you know, might have to delay their iPhones, and it's like. Is that so? Yes, it's got an economic impact and you know, a share a shareholder impact, but in the grand scheme of things, that's not a big deal. Mm, yeah, you say that, but it's you don't you know our whole economy is balanced on a knife edge at the it, best of times. It so it's well, you know, fly, it's real fly be tonight are saying that says we're about to go under again because yeah. the travels dropped and they don't have the money, they don't have the funds. Yeah. So there's there's certain companies. I, I guess what I'm saying is there's certain companies this will have a massive impact. And there's other ones where, you know, and I guess it's probably because I'm in pl- more plugged in in that Apple Mac side. Yeah. I'm looking at it and people are going, wow, we're going to cancel WWDC. And it's like, get all yourselves. 
Mm. It's a conference. Yes, it sets the agenda for a year in Apple. They'll probably still have it. They'll probably still here's what the new software's coming because it's all distributed digitally. Yeah. But 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 we're seeing the impact on on this coronavirus. It is you know it is nasty, nasty little bug. It spreads easily and it needs to be contained. Maybe Apple will have to bring back some of their piles of cash from from abroad. Yeah, but no, I, that's never going to happen. I, so. I read I read today that, that I think it was Italy's talk about disinfecting their cash. Wow. So <laughs> goodness. Uh, Facebook has re- re- rethinks its plans for Libra Libra cryptocurrency. This was the cryptocurrency that Facebook had initially announced, and loads of people signed up to be part of it. And then people just with, with all this Facebook uh, shenanigans around all the data scraping and stuff that everyone moved away from and said we can't be part of this. Um, and yeah, and so now they're saying they they might have an altered direction to take this in um, yeah so initially this was just going to be a, a, its own digital currency and nothing else but what they're basically saying is we'll also support um you know bringing in the you know the pound the dollar the euro um so it's not just a pure digital currency yeah, I think we're just going to have to wait for them to sort out what they're going to do and tell us how they're going to do it. But uh, yeah, too many people have pulled out, and you know, and including the article there. You know, France said this was um, this was threatening monetary sovereignty of governments, and mm. they're not going to have it because it, it the, the you know so so Paris, London, New York, you know, all the all the big stock exchanges. There's a whole lot of control there that they will not give up easily. No, no, it's 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 a fundamental part of the way that our Western society is run and how we in, impose our power on the rest of society. So yes, it's uh, it ain't going to go easily. Although there's been, you know, yeah, there's, it's not going to go easily. And, a, and to me, there was still a whiff of do you trust Facebook? You know, yeah, and that that's why people moved away from it. They just realised that you don't want to move all that power into that company, really. Yeah. Had a tech survey by The Verge, um, and this was a uh, it's a US national survey, I think. Is that right? Yes. Um, and it was basically looking at the changes in viewpoints for people how they fa- how they view um, uh, the social media giants or the basic internet giants. Um, and yeah, you love your stats, and there are some interesting sort of outcomes from that, um, and and definitely some interesting trends as well. Uh, yeah, and and it put, I guess I guess what was interesting to me it was put it put things in some different context to maybe what I had assumed. So the one of the questions was, what are your opinions of these brands? Yeah. And it was favourable or unfavourable. And the top one was Amazon, ninety one percent favourable, nine percent unfavourable. I mean, you think about, you know, Ring. People talk about how Amazon, you know, you know, abuse workers and stuff like that. That was like that was really high. And then you but, had, <laughs> but. But they sell stuff cheap, <laughs> exactly, and, and they're pretty consumer focused in that selling process, as in, you know, refunds and that dead easy re-deliveries, all yep. those kind of things. Um, and then as you go down the list, you know, Google, YouTube, Netflix, Microsoft, and they're, but they're all, all massively high, yeah, and they're very close. They're all mm. like eight, you know, 90, basically ninety ten, eighty nine, eleven, and then it drops Apple, which everybody thinks is was the company because Apple always used to talk about you know be privacy focused. And they've yeah. been doing all these ad campaigns, and I thought that was to try and reinforce their position. But Apple came out as eighty-one percent favourable. 
Um, yeah. So we're talking sort of ten percent behind the, the yeah, leader. and and it, it just put a different lens on it for me because instead of reinforcing the position, they're playing catch up. Yeah, um, and at the bottom, you know, was uh, again interesting. Facebook was seventy one twenty nine, but worse was Twitter sixty one thirty nine. Again, Twitter lives in that bubble of the media use it, and therefore it never really gets the attention because they realise themselves that it's their little bubble that is Twitter. Um, but outside, yeah, people are losing faith in it because they don't like the fact that it's used for, you know, all these nefarious people to spout content that's not true or, you know, bots can use it and all those kind of things that they haven't really got a grip of. Yeah. And and again, share of people who trust these companies with their information. So we just talked about it with Facebook and, and Libra. So top of that tree was Microsoft at 75%. Um, but then yeah. Amazon, Netflix, Apple, 69%. And again... So bottom. Apple and Google have got trust of the same sixty nine sixty nine, which yeah. again, given Apple's sort of push towards that side of things and you know holier than thou position, um, yeah, it does it's not reflected itself in the you know in the opinion of this survey anyway. Especially when you think about you know we always not we but we, there's a you know Google's an ad business. You know after your data. You know they'll mine your Gmail account. They'll mine your calendar. They'll mine mm. what you do. You know, there's some of the some of the stories the last twelve months around how they've you know impacted search results. Apple's not in that world yet. Trust at the same level. Yeah. Um, and at the bottom again, Twitter and Facebook. Um, so just I just those were the two that that really that they then focused in on like why wouldn't you use you know Facebook and it was you know privacy trust etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But I thought thought those were the two ones that were as I said just just were interesting that. But the impact of society, positive, neutral and negative, again, that's quite telling in that Facebook and Twitter both have uh, unfavorable or negative views towards it, much, much higher than uh, everything. And Instagram as well. Instagram's come into that bad press because it of has. some of the, yep. the bullying and, and, the, and the, some, some of the sort of um, self-harm and things like that, suicide. But, but generally speaking, yeah, the Googles, Amazons, Microsofts uh, and even Apple in this context, they're, they're, they're high on the positive effects and really quite low on the negative there's quite a lot of neutrals in between but with twitter and twitter and facebook they're both high on the on the negative side yeah i mean if you look at twitter they, they, they you know 32% positive 43 neutral and then 26 negative is, and is... very few people know that google uh, sorry well in fact facebook owns whatsapp only 29 people on the 29% of the people of the uh, survey yeah, knew that yeah. association yeah. It, it's, it's just it was an interesting especially as this was yep. done by the verge you know it's like yeah. a kind of tech tech site and you're like my goodness you know and then again the last one was would you be disappointed if these companies disappeared google was at 85 percent amazon 81 percent youtube 76 microsoft 75 you know netflix was next then apple at 66 so lots of people always say an apple is you know i couldn't do it. and it's like it's the realization that actually i can go and buy a pc and it'll work just as well. You just have to put up the windows. Um, yeah. Android phones, they're 10 a penny compared to the iPhone. They're not that different. It's small, subtle things. You know, I've, yeah. I've got an S10 for work. And there are small, subtle things that are really great. But but it's not it's not like a showstopper. It's not like the world's ended because I've not got an iPhone. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's realisation. And, and what, what I got out of that was it's services. It's all the companies that are offering services. That are that are higher product, yep. not so much. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's a good 
good observation. Yeah, definitely. Apple, um, on their old products, <laughs> uh, they've actually settled their law case. So this was the law case, a, a kind of class action suit filed for when they started uh, reducing performance of older phones um, without actually telling people they were going to go and do that. Um, so we, we, we've talked about it since. It's, you know, they, they said it was all around <clears throat> ensuring the phones didn't shut down because of battery inconsistency as the battery ages. Um, but nevertheless, the lawsuit did say, yeah, but you carried this out without actually telling people in your update processes and it's only come to light since uh and i think it's 500 million dollars or up to 500 million dollars is the settlement which kind of means that anyone with a particular type of phone you it's like 25 dollars each person is potentially entitled to something like that uh, yeah it is 25 dollars so we, we we i think it was a month ago we covered off the france settlement and um i've had to do the same in america yep um again it's it's a, a huge amount of money, but it's kind of peanuts, really. It's peanuts. It's just it's just bad press, really. And I think yes. you know that that maybe puts in context that you know the some of those stats we went through. For a lot of people, they feel cheated that every year mm. my phone gets slower, every year my battery gets slower. And they've worse. never admitted liability or anything. Yeah, there was know, always they're... a sniff. There's always a sniff that you're doing something. No, we're not. No, we don't. Mm. And then lo and behold, actually, we have been. But it's for your benefit. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of yeah, we we couldn't tell you. We couldn't afford to tell you because yeah, you, you wouldn't understand. We're we're much cleverer than you are. <laughs> Disney is going to or Disney Plus service is going to launch on SkyQ UK service later this month. Um, and this is sort of after a, a delay that you can still I think you can still subscribe to the service outside of Sky. Um, but nevertheless, this seems to have placated or removed some rumors there that you know simpsons wasn't going to be part of the main digital the streaming partner uh streaming service in the uk uh, which is obviously a big draw for quite a lot of people um and it seems like that's all going to have settled now because sky have got a good package to deliver via their service um uh, and that should keep everything together uh, yeah so I, I still don't uh there we go it has it has come out now um so so what had happened was um, there was rumours about Sky, Sky, and we were talking about this. So Sky got lots of deals, obviously already with lots of of Disney content, um, and they show you know lots of episodes of Simpsons. And if you look mm-hmm. at Disney Plus, if you look at what's in America and around Europe, they'd advertise Simpsons, but the UK trailer didn't. Mm. So they're basically yesterday they just put a donut up after the sky. Yes, there was the a tweet, wasn't they? <laughs> um, yeah. But that same said, over six hundred episodes of The Simpsons plus Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic, um, and they're running an offer right now: pay fifty quid for the first year rather than sixty. Um, so mm. it's 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 not a lot of money for a lot of content, but is it a lot of content that is really that unique that you haven't seen before? Not. For some people, I think you've mentioned before that, that a lot of the content there is a draw, but for me, it's just it's just not. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested. I mean, the, the Mandalorian, I really enjoyed because I, I ain't waiting, <laughs> so I've 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 acquired that already. I I guess the bet that all these firms are taking when they're launching their own streaming services is that they have got that killer uh, that everyone wants to watch, and they've got and you got to hope that they can continue it because they're playing. You know, it's it's expensive things to set up your own service, and if you don't get that tip over of people. Then we're in a just everyone's in a worse situation. You know, consumers have to pay for multiple streaming for things that they don't want any. You know, and at least when it was all in one place, you could 
justify the stuff you did want based on the, the you know even if there was stuff you didn't want on there it didn't really matter because you got everything you wanted in one place whereas now it's going to be all stretched out and costs are going up again but it is still i mean sky doing the right thing they're holding onto their little empire but i don't think it's going to last genuinely uh, no it feels it the, the these deals and... run out you know and, and yeah. when they run out and they've and if disney figured i we've already make enough money we don't need to do that anymore we just won't sign these exclusive deals with you um yeah so i was just checking there so they've confirmed 600 episodes um but there's 670 episodes of the simpsons but i think mm. cha- is it channel four in the uk shows the latest series yeah, I don't know. I can't remember now. There's something about, and, and I think that's what they were saying. That the Sky had the back catalogue, and I think Channel Four has the latest. Something like that. Um, yeah, I always I, it's things like HBO as well. We've seen that similar thing where Sky have got the HBO contract, but I still think that there's a there's a good argument to say HBO would get more if they just moved away from Sky at the end of this contract and just opened their own streaming. It would be the first thing I subscribe to. Uh, yes. But I don't think, um, because Comcast now owns Sky and they're launching HBO, is it HBO Max or HBO Plus or whatever, there are other Plus or a Max in America. And I think what they've already said is they're just going to bundle that in with Sky content mm. in the UK. But again, those deals come to their end eventually, don't they? Some yeah, point. but it's the same company. Yeah. So it's no deal. Yeah. So that, and that, <laughs> so I think with that one, that is, I'm agreeing with you. If they turned around and said we're going to launch an HBO Max in, in the UK, I think you get lots of subscribers. But they're mm. going to say, but it's on Sky. Yeah. To the bins. <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> has you, revealed <laughs> the dustbin when you chuck your Skybox ah, out. Okay. Microsoft reveals more Xbox Series X specs. So they have been, yeah, there's been a kind of consistent stream of uh, leaks, maybe leaks in inverted commas, and now statements around the sort of what the specs are of this new next-gen Xbox console, the Xbox Series X. Uh, And they're kind of saying, well, it's four times as powerful as the original Xbox and about twice as powerful as the Xbox One X um, with additional optimizations as far as, data throughput and things like having solid state and uh, which means that they can also offer steady 120 frames per second um they can obviously do 4k and even 8k in certain situations so they're they're kind of touting all these things and they're they've also um said that yep they will be doing direct direct x hardware accelerated ray tracing uh, and various other bits of tech, clever tech, things like they can prioritize pixel shading. So for main characters, they get priority shading without affecting the sort of background draw too much. So as a user, you, you gain all that fidelity. Um, some interesting stuff. Um, again, nothing really makes sense until the you know you see it in action and actually get to use it. Um, I did think it was interesting. They are really concentrating on latency on the controller. Um, in their wireless mode, they've kind of added some additional priority to that, so that you're not getting that that input lag. Uh, yeah, another one was when I mean, you mentioned SSD, but the interesting one for me was the not just the faster loading times, but quick resume. Um, so you can, you know, quick resume, you know, multiple games from a suspended state. I just don't know where they're storing that. I just don't know how how that works. Because on Xbox currently, you can literally just shut your Xbox down and it will resume back into that game immediately. But to do that for multiple games seems seems bonkers. Uh, Yeah. Um, And and also they're doing, as you said, they talk about the the latency of the controllers, but they've also made sure that they're focusing on HDMI 
um, and TV manufacturers to support these new modes uh, yes. that are coming in. And I that that could be quite important because I I will probably I will probably change TVs because the Samsung I've got is a real faff messing around getting and into it, the right HDR. It's mode. always even even exactly even for you know for I guess we're in the tech world we kind of like all that stuff to feel confident that you have got your TV on the right settings for your Xbox and in, plugged into the right you know port and all those things is actually it's not as simple or straightforward as as you might think and it no and, but it's, certainly in the samsung i've got it's not and interestingly the the, the tv so shaq's picked up an lg oled and it is far simpler it is it is going to the right mode when he plugs in the playstation 4 and mm. and the samsung it's not i have to force it and it's like what and it, it's, it is total first world problems but then of course it is yeah but, but, like, but then equally it's loads of people will be sat on a tv that's capable of doing more giving you better experience right now and they're just it. not because they're plugged into the wrong socket or they haven't got the right setting assigned um, so having these new technologies where you, once it, it detects uh, that it's a console and therefore it puts it into the right mode for you is is it's a great thing i think uh, but none of these things matter chris if it doesn't have the games and, and the only thing i just want to add in is that I think Microsoft seem to be really emphasising that this is the only console where you'll be playing Xbox 360, original Xbox games, plus Xbox One games. So four generations. You've got Xbox Game Pass. Um, The thing that I really liked was this idea that you buy it once. So if you buy a game this year, um, and it's a Microsoft game, they will deliver you an Xbox Series X version of that game. So this is guaranteed for Microsoft first-party games, Uh, other manufacturers or other publishers can choose to opt into this as well and cyberpunk have already come out and said yep we're gonna we're gonna honor that so if you buy cyberpunk for xbox one x we will uh, allow you to then play that on the best version for the series x afterwards so i'm assuming that um assuming that post um post virus they've actually managed to manufacture some of these and (laughs) and we're still here to enjoy it i'm (laughs) This this is starting to shape up to be quite exciting. I think a lot of the uh, speak and the the kind of buzz in the community is that PlayStation are going to have to work quite hard to. They already know they're not going to beat them on spec, um, so they're going to and and Microsoft has already got a good Xbox Game Pass. In, you know, is is really unrivaled. So yes, and and four generations of games in one place is is pretty spectacular. Um, it is. So yeah, they're going to have to work hard. Yep. Yep, just saw the original Halo um, launched on PC with 4K support. Yeah, I mean, 4K's, you know, 4K Minecraft is 4K Minecraft, but it's still it's still Minecraft, isn't it? It is, but it's, it's, it, there is a commitment there to certain games that they're doing that, that is pretty unrivaled at the moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, all good. Uh, that is the end of this time's news. I say this time. I was going to say this week, but it hasn't been a week. It's probably been more like two and a half. Uh, it's uh, been two and a half. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I've got any picks or anything that you want to talk outside of the news? Um, um, should I? This is a, so. Yeah. So if you're a Mac user, um, there's a tiny little app um, out by Icon Factory, um, and it's this. <laughs> oh, you're going to slag me off. That's why. I, that's that's why I was like, should I really talk about <laughs> this? Definitely. This is Definitely like a delay. Go on. This is this I'm is like intrigued. this is like talking about chess. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a this is a this is an app called Tot, T O T. Um, so you can go to Tot Rocks, T O T dot R O C K S, 
and all it is is a is a almost like a scratch pad for text files. Yeah. Um, you can launch it from your from your menu bar or launch and I so I've chosen to launch from menu bar. Um but it just it just lets you you know have seven basically seven open text files um and you'll see it as a, a set of dots across the top. You can swipe between them all very easily. Um it's you know supports if you I don't like dark mode, it supports dark mode, um you can do markdown support. So the idea being that if you're just taking notes on a call or something like that, you can just whack them into one of these things there. Yeah. You don't need to worry about saving it or anything and like that. And it's a little scratch pad, so it'll tell you how many lines, how many words, how many characters. So, mm. you know, when you're putting a tweet together, it's actually quite a nice way of doing it because then you can just, you know, cut and paste it over. Um, th- I will I will grant you that this has interest to me because I will tend to have a text pad open throughout the day and just open tabs. But yeah. this is only one step beyond that, I have to say, in that you can just have a text editor open and do uh, it. Totally, and that's why, I, and that's why it's like... Mm. But the interesting thing is having it in the menu bar. I mean, I've got Visual Studio Code open. I've got... I, I sometimes put stuff in notes just because it's the thing mm. that I know is there. This thing supports iCloud syncing. Um, the interesting thing is it's free on the Mac. For iOS, it's $20, wow. which is really expensive for an iOS app. Yeah. Um, but that's got some comments. <laughs> so, And it has. People are going, wow, that's quite expensive. But then lots of people that are committed to it are saying, this has been really useful. Yeah. So it's, back, right. to, it's back to, you know, reward versus, you know, cost. But if you're a Mac user, it's free. Um, well worth a try. Icon Factory's been around for you know decades. One of the you know it's up there with Panic as a you know, really respected mm. you know you know um, company done done lots of apps, consulted in lots of apps. Um, so that's tot dot rocks. T- is that t o t dot r o c k s? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Check it out. Or you can go to iconfactory dot com and go to apps, and I'm pretty sure they'll link through. Yeah. So they've got you know they link to Twitterific and some of the other apps that they do, but they also link to Tot. This podcast is not supported by Icon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and as I said, it's it's one of those. It's like, is it a pick? Not really, but I installed it, and I've actually I've actually used it more than I thought. There you go, boom. That is the podcast. You can find out more about who we are, what we are, what we do. Digitaloutbox.com. Info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address, and we are on Twitter as digitaloutbox. I occasionally, very occasionally put tweets out never will i put a fleet out um uh, cheesy uk is my twitter handle and where do we find you um iandick.com will link to the right places lovely stuff uh we will speak to you again soon ta-da goodbye 